A warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This is a place where you can look and feel the best version of yourself and be inspired with wonderful tips from amazing guests to help you feel good inside and out. And this week is no exception because I have a really gorgeous guest. I have the wonderful Dr. Fee and she shares everything about self-care. We talk about menopause. We talk about taking that leap into the unknown and we really delve deep into the way you can feel good on the inside and how this can help you look good on the outside as well. And before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you about my brand new venture, which I'm super excited about, called Soul Purpose Business. And Soul Purpose Business is a place for women who love wellness and really want to learn more about how to delve deeper into their business, how to expand their social social media presence, how to really build their brands in all areas and how to have a wonderful business which makes great money but also still having the time to look after your health, to look after your wellness, to spend the time doing the things you love. Over the last 17 years, this is what I've built and I want to share everything I know with you. So I have a really exciting 10-week course happening in May and it's live coaching with me, live group coaching, and we're going to be meeting every Wednesday And during those sessions, those 90 minute sessions, I am going to be teaching you how to find and live your sole purpose in business, how to grow your niche and be unique in all that you do, how to establish yourself as a successful brand in a really conscious way, how to charge your worth and make six figures and above, how to grow your Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube and podcasts, how to get mainstream press, how to teach classes, groups, coaching or help and serve your customers better, how to manage manifest what you really want and set and achieve your goals, how to build an email list and use this to actually make sales, how to scale your business, build a team, how to build confidence in business in all that you do, how to create courses, books, products, how to work with brands. We're going to look at how to create a passive income and a high hourly income. I'm also going to show you how to use chakras, yoga, reiki, face yoga, EFT, meditation, visualization, humans as and astrology in life and business. I'm going to really delve into how to have a happy work-life balance and really integrate this and take as much time off as you like. I'll be talking and teaching with you about daily routines and rituals that you can use for a healthy you and a healthy business as well. And we're also going to be looking at how to balance the masculine and the feminine within yourself, within your business. And you will also be able to become part of a community of like-minded women who are doing this course together and are there to help and support you. So it's super exciting. You can tell I feel hugely passionate about it and I cannot wait to be your guide for this. So you do not have to have your business in wellness. It can be in any industry. And it's really for you, if you have started the business, you could be six months into it, you could be 16 years into it, it doesn't matter. We are working with where you are now and growing and scaling it to the place that you want to be. So for more information, just go to yoursoulpurposebusiness.com. 
That's yoursoulpurposebusiness.com. And you can also sign up there for my newsletter. And also on there is information about a free masterclass, which will help you understand a little bit more about this course and a little bit more about what you're going to get out of it too. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with the lovely Dr. V. Dr. V, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. What's well, lovely you, to have you here. I'm really good. Thank you. Yes, really good. I'm excited to chat to you about everything to do with lifestyle and feeling good. I've been delving into everything you do on your website, which is so varied and so exciting. Um, and I'd love to start at the beginning, if that's okay with you. I'd love to know a little sure. bit about First of all, your journey into becoming a doctor and then how you've now made that transition from being an old to working more with lifestyle, healing, helping people with burnout, helping people feel good with things like menopause and perimenopause. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about how that journey sort of started and how it's going now. Sure. So real quickly, I've always wanted to be specifically an OBGYN. Um, my mother was a pediatric nurse and she had those books that that tell you about your body and what happens when, when it changes. And I just thought it was fascinating. And then I learned about, you know, how babies are made. And I just thought it was, was the best thing ever. And so everyone that I've talked to says that I always said I wanted to be an OBGYN. Um, but I feel like I really um, anchored down the decision in high school. And I went on to medical school, did my residency, which was very challenging. Um, but still, I loved um, loved helping women. There's a closeness and a bond that you have um, because, you know, my profession, you know, you have to tell us some very personal things. And I, I loved being the keeper of the secrets and being a, a comfortable place for, for people to share. I got out of residency and continued to deliver babies, and it was great, but the time crunch became an issue. You didn't have as much time to see patients, and then some of the root causes that I wanted to, to look at, you know, I just, there wasn't the time, like our, our system wasn't set up to, to really address the root cause. About two or three years before I left, I got introduced to lifestyle medicine, and it was there where I learned about a program called Walk with a Doc. And basically, it was a program started by a cardiologist, and he walks with his patients. Because if you're, you know, have heart issues, you know, you definitely should be walking and that helps with your cholesterol, that helps with your energy, all these things. And it felt so hands-on. And I, I asked my group if we could do it. They agreed. And I started walking with my patients. And I got to a different phase of my career where I just felt closer to people. And, you know, what I learned is that they are, especially now, patients, they, they pretty much know what they need to do. They know what they need to do. They've read, they've studied, you know, sometimes more than us, it seems like, but they just don't know the how. They don't know how to eat well. They don't know how to get started with a with a walking program. They don't know how to, to get the sleep. And so it, it just became clear to me uh, that, you know, there are a lot of 
doctors who, you know, doing pap smears, delivering babies, doing great things. There are a lot of doctors doing that, but there are not a lot of doctors um, really getting to the root cause. And there are not a lot of docs in lifestyle medicine. And so that's when I said, you know, I'm going to transition out. And I have I have really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. Um, partnering with women to to get healthier. I love that. And how did it feel as you made that transition? Because obviously you were stepping away from something which you've known for so many years and in many ways, I guess, was very safe and going into a little bit of the unknown, really. Um, What sort of emotions were you going through as you did that? It was very funny. I thought... (laughs) When I started getting those feelings, I was like, really? You think, what? (laughs) Am I supposed to leave? (laughs) Um, I'm a spiritual person. And I felt very clear that I was being called out of my career. And it's just, I spent 12 years, you know, including undergrad to become an OBGYN. And um, it was very scary. It was probably five years. It took me five years before I actually did it. And it really wasn't until the pandemic. I have two children and, you know, two children, a husband. I was working so hard, but I got to slow down during COVID and it just felt good and it felt right. And at that point, I decided that I need to put my family and myself first and do what God told me to do and to leave OBGYN. And it was wonderful because we had a, a doctor. I love my patients, I love my patients. And I, I care for them in a special way. And we interviewed a doctor who was coming in and I felt like she would take care of my patients like I would take care of my patients. And so when we met, um, I, I heard the voice say, you can leave. And um, I had peace about it at that point. That's wonderful. And how did it help your own health when you made that change of direction, sort of mentally, physically and emotionally? Oh, man. (laughs) How long do we have? (laughs) Big big question, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Everything changed. Everything changed because I I really kind of gradually phased out. So I was working three and a half days a week, then three, and then I stopped taking, doing surgeries and I, you know, the call lightened and, and every little bit that I took off, I felt like I could, could breathe. And I I felt like I could, I could do what I love, the OBGYN, but I could also have the balance of, you know, picking my kids up from school and cooking at home and, and going outside for a walk. I started gardening. Uh, that is, and that's my love. And so I felt like all of a sudden I had, I had this balance that I hadn't had before. So yeah, it was, it was a breath of fresh air and not to mention (laughs) I got more sleep. Yes. (laughs) Which is so important. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's amazing for your mental health. And so it's funny as I was exiting out, it really became clear that I was headed in the right direction to help other people do the same thing. 
Absolutely. And that's so important. I mean, I'm same as you, you know, I spend my time helping people with their wellness, helping them to feel good, helping them to heal. And I feel that unless that we are walking that walk and talking that talk, then we can't help other people. And that doesn't mean being perfect, because I mean, I'm sure like me, you know, there's times when you feel stressed or times you don't get enough sleep or times perhaps you're not eating foods which nourish your body in the way that they should. But actually, Mm -hmm. that is all still part of the journey and understanding and then therefore being able to help other people and you must I mean I don't know about you but for me when I'm teaching other people it's a constant reminder for me as well so perhaps I'm teaching people about sleeping well or breathing properly or about how to do yoga techniques or whatever it might be Mm-hmm. And then it reminds me, okay, Danielle, so now you need to go and do your breathing <laughs> and your yoga techniques. Do you find the same thing? It's like that little daily reminder for you. Absolutely. And in lifestyle medicine, that is one of the first things that they hammer home that we have to practice this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to practice what, you know, we know that the, the pillars of health, because if we do, then we're more likely to share with our patients new experiences and and we can we can encourage them in an authentic way. I uh, can't tell you. I mean, we've we've seen, you know, doctors that smoke and then they're telling their patients don't smoke. You know, it's like that's that's not authentic. <laughs> and, and I don't know if patients appreciate that. I started a half marathon and I can't tell you the number of patients that, you know, were interested in, hey, how's it going? And I encourage them to walk more and, and get outside. And yeah, it's a natural flow. So, yeah, I don't always get it right. I don't always get it right. But <laughs> I don't either. Um, but, it's, but that's all part of it. And I think it's nice if we can teach people that we're not searching perfection. We're just right. all on this journey together. And it's about feeling as much joy and as much peace and having as much balance as we can throughout each day and actually giving ourselves a little bit of grace on those days where actually we feel really unmotivated or we don't mm. feel like going out for that walk or we want to eat that chocolate cake and actually saying that's okay mm-hmm. yeah I, I feel like that needs to get out there more um, yeah. especially in the society that we live in everything appears to be perfect and and really it's all airbrushed you know yeah. it's not real yeah not real and in our souls you can feel when something is is fake (laughs) that's one thing I think my patients like about me they would say you feel like one of my girlfriends you know and it's like we're just talking you know and trying to figure it out together so yeah I really I really like that Danielle I love that Oh, wonderful. And I was wondering if you could, and I know this is quite a hard question, but if you could just pick three self-care tips that you would recommend to everyone, but particularly women, what would they be? And I know that is a hard question because three, when actually there's probably like 100. So I think you get your biggest buck the biggest bang for your buck when you introduce exercise consistently into your regimen. Um, It helps your body feel better. It reduces inflammation. It helps your mental health. Um, If you're outside, that's also a boost. Yeah, I think exercise is probably the, the number one. The second and then, Danielle, this is this is where we're being authentic, right? Number two is getting more sleep. Yes. Getting more sleep. I used to go to sleep sometimes one o'clock doing my notes and wake up at like five o'clock or six o'clock. 
Um, mm-hmm. Obviously delivering babies. We don't get a lot of sleep. Sometimes we're up all night. But when I started getting more sleep, I realized my mood was better. Um, I thought clearer and um, and I was just overall happier and felt better in my body. The last one I would say is nutrition. Nutrition and and sleep and nutrition, I think, are really sometimes hard to um, incorporate. Um, But making sure, and I think you said it before, giving our body what it needs to nourish itself. You know, it's giving our body the correct fuel. And I I have embraced a plant-based diet. My goal is to be 95% plant-based. I'm about 75%. But um, one of the things I gave up was dairy. And when I gave that up, ah, I mean, my body, and, and I... Honestly, I was probably lactose intolerant. <laughs> when we talk about self-care, I felt better in my body. And I feel like, you know, I was less inflamed and I had less um, upper respiratory congestion. And self-care really means, you know, providing the environment for your body, your body to thrive and your, your mental state to thrive. And so um, I think those are my, my, my big three, exercise, sleep and um, nutrition. They're amazing. And as I hear you talk, what I love about what you say often is how you feel, how you felt certain Mm -hmm. things. And it seems to me that you really are guided a lot by your intuition. You know, that move that you took from becoming a sort of full-time doctor to a lifestyle doctor. And then when you feel that you need more sleep or you feel you need certain exercise or you felt for you that dairy wasn't right, Do you tune into your intuition quite a lot in your day-to-day life? And if so, how do you do that? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. You know, your body will tell you what it needs. Yes. Um, Something I've never, and I I guess I've embraced what my mother has said. There would be times where I would not drink water or anything. I would go... I remember one time I felt like I'd only had one cup of something to drink and that was sweet tea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm from this, I'm in North Carolina from the South of uh, United States. And so when I started drinking more, my body started craving it and I really could recognize the thirst. And it was almost like, you know, if you build it, they will come. And my body just, if you just introduce it, we'll tell you when we need more. I'll say it took me a while to get there because when you say, are you in tune? Sometimes, you know, I emotionally eat. So my feelings Mm -hmm. (laughs) drive me to get those things that give me comfort. And so, so yeah, some, I am in tune, but I'm, I'm learning to balance, you know, when I am emotionally eating and I don't need to partake in those things that that are not necessarily going to uh, be good for me. That's great. And really open and honest. And I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. And I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of the tips that you have given will be really relevant for women that are going through menopause and perimenopause and I know with what I do I get a lot of questions from women particularly who are going through menopause that are seeing changes in their skin so they're hitting menopause and they're finding their skin is drier 
Um, mm-hmm. They're finding perhaps they're suddenly getting acne breakouts they didn't get before. Perhaps they're getting lines and wrinkles that weren't there before. And many people come into face yoga for that reason. And with what I teach with face yoga, you know, it's it's about the massages we do for the face and the exercises. But actually, a lot of it is also about reducing stress, feeling good in the mm-hmm. mind, using positive mm-hmm. affirmations. It's very much a holistic approach of how we can really feel good, less about just what's on the surface and more about what's underneath. But I'd be really intrigued yes. to hear from your point of view, because I imagine that you have worked with vast amount of women that are going through the menopause and are also talking about problems with their skin like that. I'm wondering what advice you have for them and what you have for my listeners as well. Well, it's really interesting that you say that. So I am now um, perimenopausal. And so mm-hmm. had you asked me this question 10 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> I would have had a, a different answer. I don't hear a lot about the skin when women are going through menopause. I mean, honestly, and now I know how they feel. You know, you're changing and it sometimes feel like you don't have control and It's just like, it seems like you need to relearn your body again and figure out, okay, what's going to work. Usually when my patients hit 40, I say, you know, you start losing muscle mass in your forties and, you know, you need that to keep your metabolism up. You definitely need to get an exercise routine because what, what the big complaint that I hear is that they're gaining weight and you're getting the big belly in the front. And, um, It's like, I'm doing what I used to do to kind of combat this and it's not working. And so you do have to kind of uh, relearn your body and know what it's going to take. I will say that for myself personally, I had to pick up on the exercise and really kind of watch, uh, watch the, the intake and really eat clean. Uh, And I've seen results with that. I didn't have to do that like five years ago. I haven't had issues with acne, but yes, my patients have complained about that too. And, you know, your poor ovaries, you know, they're trying to wake up and (laughs) they go from, you know, secreting no hormones to all of a sudden you've got a spike. And so, yeah, it really, really is a crazy time. Um, But I, I tell folks, it's like, it's like puberty in reverse. And so it's not, it's not going to last forever and you will transition out, but you really are going to have to, to figure out what's going on with your, your new body. Um, and it's, it is possible. It is possible. You you'll get to the end of it. Absolutely. And would you say, you know, same advice as you gave generically. So actually looking at exercise that suits you looking at nutrition and trying to improve sleep. Would you say they're sort of the three key things again for women that are going through menopause? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Particularly what was the weirdest thing? I mean, and yeah, we get the, the belly, but the brain fog and I can't remember stuff like that. That's almost freaky. You know, you're feeling like, wait, what is going on? Uh, And so, yeah, those those three in particular um, are huge for that piece and definitely, you know, for, you know, feeling good in your body. And, you know, I've taken care of, you know, thousands of women and the women who have this regimen, especially going into menopause, 
um, seem to fare better. I mean, there are women who don't have hot flashes and, you know, you know, maybe I get a little hot at night, but I'm okay. And usually it's um, those who have, have done some work on, on their lifestyle. Interesting. And is there a pattern there? So you say sort of work on their lifestyle. Is it because they're taking time to rest um, or they've learned what foods suit their body or they are doing daily exercise or a combination of all that? You know what? Usually they walk. Mm, Interesting. They walk. They walk every day. Yeah, they walk every day. And and it's so simple. And Mm. and I mentioned walk with a doc before, you know, we talk five minutes before we walk and those are, you know, we have a list of benefits of walking. Um, but yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them walk. Um, I, now I'll be honest. There's some people that, you know, I, I don't, I don't see how, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, um, I, hearing people, they walk a lot and, and they do it daily, um, same time and, and usually with someone. That's great. And also that's just not talked about enough. I feel like when it comes to self-care in general, but definitely menopause and perimenopause, you know, there's all of these sort of treatments out there and magic formulas and pills and everything else, which of course have their place. But people Mm -hmm. don't often say, actually, just go for a walk and then also look at perhaps what you need in terms of support in other ways. But I think that that's just so, so important to actually say it's so simple. It's free. It's easy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm such a fan of walking. I mean, it's I have what I call three non-negotiables every day. So however busy I am, and I've got two little girls of five and nine, I run busy businesses. And actually I say to myself, look, there's three things that I need to do every day, whatever, even if they're for five minutes, if I can do 30 minutes, it's great. And for me, it is um, some form of yoga. So whether that be lying and breathing for a bit, or it be a whole online class or whatever I can fit in that day, face yoga, of course, you know, because that's what I do. And I often do that in the evening, mm-hmm. perhaps even while I'm watching TV with my husband after I've applied my skincare and taken off my makeup. But my third non-negotiable, which is something actually I started at the very beginning of the first lockdown, is going for a daily walk. And now not one day yeah. goes by where I don't have mm-hmm. that walk. And there's so many times where I think, oh, my goodness, do I want to go? Like, for example, today, I haven't yet done it, which is really rare for me to not do it. And my daughter's <laughs> going to be coming home from school really soon. And it's raining outside. And I'm thinking, am I going to do it? But actually I am. And even if I just do 10 minutes now around the block in a minute, I'll do that. And I know that I'll feel so much uh, better. My head will feel clearer. And I always sleep better as well from it. And yes. I think that that was one of the little magic gems of that first lockdown, because here in uh-huh. the UK, we had a rule and I'm sure it was different. Um, it might be exactly the same for you in, in your state in, in the US. But for us at that first March 2020 lockdown for a number of months, all we were allowed to do was leave our house and go in the local area for 30 minutes per day. So because oh. that was all we were allowed to do, just go out once a day, 30 minutes a day for some exercise. Wow. We got in the habit of just, I mean, obviously my children were home then as well. They weren't at school, but we got in the habit of every day going out for 30 minutes for a walk around the local area. And that habit has stuck. So um, just like for you, you had that that career change with with lockdown and and with COVID. It's um, that was one of the big changes for me. So it's interesting how we can often get little positive moments out of, um, you know, quite a big pandemic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I love something that you just said. 
even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's five minutes, yeah, I feel that when we say, oh, you've got an exercise and people are thinking 30, 45 minutes and, you know, I've got to, you know, get an outfit and put on, you know, whatever, that's a barrier. But, you know, I've, I had one patient, oh, she's wonderful. She had really bad diabetes and I, I took care of her during her pregnancy and she had some complications and that was enough to get her motivated. But she walked in her home she just yeah. walked around her house on the inside and that right. managed her diabetes blew my mind. I was like, that's so, that's so simple. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've even told patients, I'm like, look, just walk to the end of your driveway when you get home before you go in the house, you know, walk around, you know, your apartment building once um, just starting with something very small, even if it's five or 10 minutes and it, that I think that's a better way to, um, as you say, develop a habit, you know, just start small and be consistent with the small things. And it allows you to adapt as well to how you're feeling that day, what your schedule is like that day. Because I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if I said, OK, Danielle, you have to do a one hour yoga class every day. You have to do a one yes. hour run every day. You know, you have to do this. You have to do that. It would become so overwhelming. Whereas because I've committed myself to those three non-negotiables, but I say it doesn't matter whether it's one minute or one hour per day of those, right. then I know right. that I'll do them. So I always encourage um, people to try and pick three non-negotiables. And some people pick things like drinking water you know maybe people who drink no Mm -hmm. at all maybe they just drink tea or coffee actually they're non-negotiables to make sure they're drinking water and whether that's one cup or whether that's two big bottles worth um and other people will say okay it's it's their meditation every day taking some time for meditation or prayer or whatever feels good for you um just picking three things i think but not putting a a pressure on yourself in terms of how much or because if we say to ourselves okay we're going to go to the gym every single morning that that tails off within a few weeks we all know that um super committed so three non-negotiables are are quite a nice thing to do I love that I love that three non-negotiables that's good stuff I love that and what I would really love to ask you as our final question is if you could share with everyone your ultimate tip for feeling a sense of inner peace and even inner joy as well what would that be this is a big one and it it often gets me teared up you know giving yourself permission to take care of yourself and do what you know is right there were times where you know my husband was staying at home and and he's wonderful but he he he's not the you know the disciplinarian and you know I would help them with their homework and my kids would get so much out of it and it felt good but then I'd have to leave and it never felt right it didn't feel good and for so long that's how I lived and at some point it's like you know what it's okay to do what's best for you it's okay. And I think as women, we do for everybody else. Ooh, we do for everybody else and not for ourselves. And so, um, you know, I mean, here I had this career and I love my patients, but, you know, Dr. V, Benita, 
wasn't always at the forefront. And I'm not sure now why I felt so strongly about that and why I felt I felt so embarrassed, you know, of or even why I wouldn't put myself on the to do list. You know, that's not okay. It's not okay. But saying, you know what, it's okay. I don't have to, I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. I don't have to practice OBGYN for 30, 40 years. I don't have to be in an office. You know, I can go for walks with my patients. I I can, I can garden and show them how, how to, to make a, a raised bed. Those are things that I can do and it's okay. And I feel like we often, we have an inner compass. And our inner compass keeps saying, nope, nope, you're going, nope, you're off, you're off course, you're off course. And we don't listen. And we don't listen because of, of society and, you know, the pressures and what everybody expects from us to give yourself permission and say, hey, I'm off course and I'm going to course correct and do what's best for me is important. And usually what you will find is when you're doing what's for you and what feels good, you're walking in your purpose. And everyone has a purpose. And when you're off course, you're not fulfilling that purpose. And what I've realized is that, and this is what helped me leave, somebody's waiting on me. Somebody is waiting on me to help them in a way that only I can help them. And if I continue to be in this environment, well, yeah, I am helping, you know, I'm helping people, but not in the way that I'm supposed to help So, you know, to your listeners, you know, you know, you know where you're supposed to be. And if you're not, it's give yourself permission to find your way back to where you're supposed to be. It is okay. It is okay. And not only is it okay, but we need you. We need you to fulfill that purpose. We need you to do that. That's so, so beautiful, Dr. V. I completely resonate and agree with every word. And I would love that all of my listeners to embrace all of that, because I think when we give ourselves permission to do what gives us joy, what lights us up, what feels good, what feels in alignment, then we can be in our purpose. And that's the place that we can then help ourselves and help other people as well. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for those words. I think they are just absolutely amazing. And I would love you to share with everyone how we can get in contact with you, how we can follow you on social media. And also please mention your podcast as well, because I know you have a lovely podcast where you share all of this wonderful information. Yeah. So Office Visits with Dr. V is the name of my podcast. And we're on Apple Play, Google Play, and Spotify. I have a website, the same, officevisitswithdrv.com. And um, I'm Office Visits with Dr. V on Facebook and Instagram. And every Saturday, I do a Facebook Live. And I'm walking or I'm doing some type of healthy tip um, every Saturday at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Wonderful. Dr. V, thank you so much. It's been such a joy chatting with you today. Thank you, Danielle. You've really helped me. (laughs) (laughs) The three (laughs) non-negotiables. The three non-negotiables. I'm telling you, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. 
If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.